Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show presented by Juice Tool. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's get right into it. You're completely missing the boat, Amr. You're at the wrong dock. I'd have to say this. If he's looking to go to a new team, the last thing he wants to do is be like, oh, I'm not. No, I'm, he's got to show up. And he's got he to He's got to show the Browns, you just lost $250 million by not playing, by, by not giving him that money. You're going to give it to him? Go for it. This is crazy. Kyrie killed one of the Dolphins for a five hits. I can do vision. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end the podcast now? <laughs> I meant three minutes. Should we end it now? Now or later? Which one? I think I know. I want to 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 and you get the ball in field range. That is absolutely insane. I'm going to be frank with you guys. Mitch Trubisky is not a good NFL quarterback. He has never been. Okay. And guess what? In basketball, you use the basketball. In football, you use the football. Long time no see, Meisty. We just released our last podcast yesterday on Tuesday, and here we are, right back at it. When we come back, we come back full force. We're not doing any of this half-baked business you know what i'm saying we come back for and next week in person god willing perhaps maybe i'm not sure we'll see um we'll see how that works out um anyway nice to see you meisty thank you for uh Pleasure. for gracing uh the whole world with your presence <laughs> we very much appreciate it um let's get into it man we got week eight in the nfl i'm a little upset because i got an email this week about something about like fantasy playoffs starting soon and i'm like in certain leagues fantasy playoffs starts in week 11 so I'm like, or week 12 or something, I'm like, oh man, are we at that point in the season where fantasy playoffs are almost starting? Like, where does the time go? It's already week eight. It's already two months into the season. I feel like we just started the season. Like, football season always goes way too quickly, Meisty. Way too quickly. In fact, the last podcast we did, it was week two. We were just starting. I mean, prior to the, the previous, about two podcasts ago, the last one we did before the holidays, was week two. We were just wrapping up week two. We're like, wow, we got all this time. Now we still got a lot of time, and we're going to appreciate uh, every second that we have, but man, it goes by so quickly, Meisty. So let's waste no time. Let's appreciate everything that we have and get into some headlines. Before we get to the pickums, which we'll get to, and we'll get to Meisty's money line, the lock of the absolute week, the absolute lock of the absolute week, in, in the words of Meisty. Before that, Matt Ryan making the headlines, Meisty, for the second time in a few months, uh, first getting traded, and then Matt Ryan, Meisty, going ahead and getting benched. Frank Reich benching Matt Ryan. Meisty, what's going on over there in Indy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what their plan is, what they're hoping. I mean, obviously there's there's changes needed, um, but in my opinion, first of all, I think they're using him as a scapegoat. I don't think Matt Ryan's the issue here. Uh, I would point at coaching. We we learned that from past years um, that they have coaching issues. Um, the I would blame that their their defense might not be so good. Uh, their running back keeps getting hurt. The receiver keeps getting hurt. But no, let's blame Matt Ryan, who, who's not a bad quarterback. He's just he's a little out, but he's not a bad quarterback. No, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's definitely having his worst season of his career. Not even close. I mean, he's a thirty-second ranked quarterback this year according to PFF. He has what two big time throws the entire year compared to fourteen turnover worthy plays. That's translated to nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. It's just been really bad for him. Now, granted, the situation hasn't been great. The offensive line's been awful. An offensive line that 
really he needed to play well, right? When you have an old quarterback like this, Meisty, like with Phillip Rivers, he relied heavily on the offensive line later in his career when he went to Indy. He needed that. He's not an athletic player. So with that being said, yes, you need to rely on that offensive line. And it hasn't been there, Meisty. It has not been there for him. But at the same time, he as an individual has not been playing well. I, we said before the year, Meisty, Matt Ryan is getting older. He's been declining steadily throughout the last few years. And it's hit a bottom point this week, this year uh, on, on Indy with everything around him sort of falling apart a little. Although they have a chance, they're still in the division race. But everything around him sort of falling apart, not coming into place like we thought it would before the season. And as a result of that, he's just not playing well, Meisty. And that's really what it comes down to. So I think that the Colts are making an interesting move here. Moving on from Matt Ryan, going with the rookie. It's it's a fascinating move. I, I'm, I'm seeing things. I don't know if it's true. I don't know how true it is. But a lot of people are talking about the contract situation with Matt Ryan. And the fact is, yes, they're paying him a lump sum, but the salary is if apparently if he got hurt, they would have to guarantee him more money. I'm not sure how, why. I don't know where the contract something. So I think that they are kind of tanking this season and we're like, you know what? Let's just save him for next year. Let's hope we come back next year better. And just, I mean, even though their division is still up for grabs, literally. Um, so to me, I mean, let's see, it's he's what he's in. Ryan has a $7.25 million in additional 2023 guaranteed for injury, so he will be paid an extra additional $7 million if he got hurt this year. That is why they pulled the plug on him. Yeah, no, I, I, I that's 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 what's curious about it. Like, why is it that they are deciding him to put on the bench even though they know they're gonna have to put this much money into him? I mean, they do want to give the rookie a chance, so that I understand. But at the same time, it's like, so you're already, you're not really calling your season quits, right? Like sometimes when teams do right. this with their, with their veteran quarterbacks, they're like calling their season quits because we have a veteran quarterback. Okay. We're not really going to make the playoffs anymore. So let's just let him, let him, you know, do his thing. What, what do we need to, to, Matt Ryan doesn't need to be tested anymore. Let's test our rookie quarterback and see what we have in him since the season's in the dumps anyway, but it's not the three, three and one. They're a half a game or so behind the uh, Titans, whatever the math is, right? Exactly. Half a game behind the Titans for first place. And it's not like they can't compete with the Titans. The Titans just seem to win somehow. I don't know how. They somehow seem to continue to win without great play. They, they, what, what, Tannehill threw the ball 20 times this, this week against, against the Colts. I mean, they, they don't throw the ball. They just run it with Henry all the time. They barely throw, Where? and yet they win games. It's, it's remarkable, Meisty. And, but, and, but nonetheless, they're not a great, they don't have a great roster. They don't have a lot of playmakers. A.J. Oh. Brown has clearly hurt the passing game, the lack of A.J. Brown. So, therefore, the Colts can take the division. So, it's not a throwing-in-the-towel move. But to a certain extent, it's like we're paying this guy all this money, and after seven weeks, not playing well, we're going to bring the guy in. It's an interesting move. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. But it's fascinating. It's intriguing, and it's fascinating. That's all I have to say about it. Um, I think that... I, I think that um, what's the rookie's name? What's the rookie's name? I, I, it's driving me crazy. Sam, uh, Inc- Inc- uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. It's oh. Sam Inkler, in Ellinger, Ellinger, Sam Ellinger, Sam Ellinger, E H L I N G E R, Ellinger. I would assume it's Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, that's it. Sam Ellinger. The crazy thing is that my my theory on this whole contracts thing. By the way, I'm even more into it because. They put him. They didn't just move Matt Ryan like, oh, you're benched the second start, the second string. No, he is now the third string quarterback. He's backing up Nick Foles, right? So 
that is like, and and and, and let's be honest, Matt Ryan's not retiring. I know he's 37. Me he ain't retiring. He might not have the arm anymore. He might not have the strength anymore. But like, yeah, maybe he'll maybe he will retire at the end of the year. Maybe he will. Maybe, but I think he gives. He still has a, a year in him. Maybe two. Um, so I, I think that for the Colts to to go in this direction, it's not the worst thing to go with the rookie. If the rookie doesn't work out, you can either go back to Matt Ryan or you can go to Nick Foles. Either or is, is an option. Um, and like we said, I think that even in week 13, week 12, they'll still have a shot at their division. There's no chance that, like, unless they really start losing every game, that, that the Titans are really just going to run away with that division. It'll be tough for them to do. Yeah, agreed. So what do we think about the James Robinson trade, though? So that was the other headline that happened this week. And like it happened breaking news as we were doing the podcast. So I didn't really have an initial reaction to it because sometimes I, I'm, my mind doesn't work quick enough to react on the spot. I, some, sometimes, sometimes, but most of the times I need to do a little research to, uh, to think about these things and I need to digest it for a second. So I, I don't really think this really changes much for the Jets or for the Jaguars personally, but maybe you have a different opinion. So for me, I think that the reason why it makes a big difference here, I think that if you were to put Brees Hall and um, if you were to put Brees Hall and James Robinson next to each other and say, okay, who's better, right? I think most people would tell you that James Robinson is the better player. Um, and therefore, that's why I think, and, and as a team that now they started off slow on, on, as, in rush, in the rushing game, but they quickly picked that up and Brees Hall, until he got hurt, was, was running. The offensive line was playing fantastic. They were opening up holes. I mean, I could have freaking ran the way Brees Hall was running. If I had the speed, I think I would have been just as fine. Um, they, they, he, was just, he was just running right through. Uh, James Robinson, who's a veteran, who is better than Brees Hall n- now, maybe not potentially, but now. And, and, and overall, James Robinson as a player is just someone that, that's a good player. He's hungry. So I'm – I looking, I'm looking forward to the the Jets' offense still being very powerful. And with Zach Wilson throwing the ball, I think it even opens up the rushing game even more, the way that Zach Wilson's been throwing it. So I'm a big fan of James Robinson. I've always been a big fan of James Robinson. Um, I didn't understand why they did what they did to him in Jacksonville. I know I know, um, I know, know that, that they brought in a rookie, but, but, uh, but James Robinson started the season great, though. So. Um, I'm excited for him and the Jets. I think the Jets are a really good team, as I said earlier in the week. So, yeah, I mean, I think this has more fantasy implications than it does real life implications, to be honest. Um, and even fantasy implications are limited. So, I have James Robinson in, fan- in our fantasy Rocky Micey fantasy league, who got zero point zero zero points for me last week, Micey. And mind you, I lost by a point and a half. So, had James Robinson gotten like three carries or one reception, because we're in a PPR league, I would have won the game. So I'm very That's disappointed. Now yeah. I'm, I'm now it's the it's the PPR's fault. But point being that the Jets have the um, 28th best, uh, the fourth, right, fifth worst run blocking grade in, in the league at 53.2. Um, well, like, once again, we know they got off to a slow start, so we'll see. But yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not saying that's that's going to continue throughout the season, but Michael Carter will be the bell cow there either way. I think that's been pretty clear. From the beginning of the season, people are already saying, listen, it's going to take a few weeks for Brees Hall to really get a lot of the carries in the backfield, and that was the case. You know, it was a little more even than we thought, but Michael Carter still got a lot of the carries, still has more explosiveness to him. I still think Michael Carter is the number one back 
in that backfield. But yes, I do think James Robinson coming in here. I mean, it doesn't really change the dynamic too much. The only difference was that Brees Hall was more um, was more more of this explosive. Uh, watch him call it. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Brees Hall was more of this explosive back, um, young rookie coming in there. You know, fresh legs and stuff like that. But I don't really think it changes that dynamic that much. And you already know my opinion on running backs in general. So because they're so dependent right. on the offensive line. Um, but yeah, in terms of fantasy, I, it, it, it might have an implication. But coming into the year, even when we looked at the Jaguars, we said, well, Travis Etienne is going to take this backfield, right, Meisty? I mean, that's pretty much well, what the consensus was. And I, I believe that coming into the season. And then all of a sudden, the first few weeks, James Robinson, you know, breaks off a few big runs. And, and all of a sudden, he's, he's getting fantasy points. And I'm like, why the heck did I put him on my bench? And then I start him, and he gets zero points for me. So, you know, you never know what to expect with this guy. But the bottom line is, I am not so convinced that James Robinson is going to go into New York and uh, suddenly become a, a bell cow and get, you know, 25 carries a game. And, and take Michael Carter over for that. Uh, He's capable of it. Perhaps. Mm. Perhaps. That, that, that could perhaps be true. But, um, yeah, it, 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 again, the Jets in general, like how big of a chance are we giving them to really make, do damage this season? That Right? So, so, so I mean, There's a wild card spot wide open for them. Let's start with that. The is, fact is the Ravens could face the Jets in Baltimore in the wild card round. Let's think about this for a second. Okay, Ravens, Bengals, so you got one wild card spot there, right? Um, Dolphins, Bills, you got one wild card spot there, most likely. It comes down to Dolphins and Jets, though. There's Dolphins and Jets. You don't. You think that the Jets can 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 beat that? Can come out on top, end the season with a better record than Tyreek Hill and and Jalen Waddle and uh, and all those boys? I mean, listen, they're clearly different offense with Tua. Even though Tua didn't play great in the second half yesterday, and had four dropped interceptions last week against the Steelers. At the end of the day. They came out 13-0 lead. The offense looked very explosive, just like where they left off before Tua got injured. So, you know, and, and they started the season off 3-0, and really putting up really great numbers. I mean, it peaked with that game against the Ravens, but they beat the Bills. They were the only team in the season to beat the Bills. And obviously, sometimes the defense shows up. Sometimes they have incredible playmakers that can show up as well. There's a lot of different facets. To, there's a lot of different things to like there in Miami. I don't know if the Jets can overtake them. I don't know if that's realistic. It's not like the Jets, it's not like the Jets are, are bad. They have a good defense. They have maybe the most underrated Lockdown corners in the league, right? Some of the best cornerbacks. Uh, they're currently five and two. They have somewhat of an easy schedule down the stretch. I like the Jets. I do. I do like the Jets. I think that they can hang on. Also, the AFC West is completely scattering right now, and everyone's running. So, so you know, we we saw maybe there'll be two teams coming out of the West. We can only have one team from the West. I mean, that's, that was my prediction before the season, that the West is struggling. They're not going to be able to win games against each other, and they're going to hurt each other. And, I, yeah, the Chiefs seem to be running away with that, and the Chargers are scraggling to win games. So, at the end of the day, there, there is an open playoff spot. There is definitely an open playoff spot for the Jets. Is it theirs? No. Will they get it? Probably not. But is it open for them to take it? Yes. At 5-2 and two right now, they look very good to get that. See, I don't think there's an open playoff spot. I mean, you have the Chargers. The Chargers are still coming into the season, you know, where one of the most highly Chargers teams in the league. Chargers missed the playoffs last year. No, I know they missed the playoffs. I'm saying coming into the season, now they obviously lost J.C. Jackson, but that was a part of it. J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, you know, you have this explosive receiving core. Justin Herbert's only getting better. So at the end, not your receiving core keeps getting hurt. <laughs> no, it, it's true. It's true. But you can't – I mean, you, to say that the Jets are going to overtake them for that last wild card spot or – I mean, who's, who knows if they might win the division, the Chargers? There's still a long way to go. What do you say? You, you, you gave an auto spot to the Bengals. 
Yeah, I, I still I think you have to assume out of the Ravens and Bengals, one of them will make the wild card. Out of the Patriots and Dol- I mean, not the Patriots, Dolphins. I'm sorry, the uh, Bills and Dolphins, one of them will grab a wild card, and then out of the Chargers and Chiefs, one of them will get a wild card. So the Chiefs, the Jets will have That's to right. overtake one of those three teams. That's all I'm saying. It's not necessarily open for them. Uh, excuse me. They're five and two. You know, they, they need to pull some some games together. Uh, uh, by the way, they what um. Let's see. Looking at uh, they, they play the Seahawks over the next couple of games. Jaguars, Lions, Vikings, Bears, Patriots, Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> they have to play the Bills twice and Dolphins again. But they they don't have the hardest schedule. They 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 don't play extremely hard teams. They besides for the Ravens, by the way, and they didn't even have they didn't even have their quarterback. They are they they've been playing extremely well. Underrated, by the way, the Jets. Underrated. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, we discussed that uh, at length in the last podcast yeah. as well. So go back and go ahead and check that out. We discussed the the most surprising teams thus far in the NFL, and the, the Jets were uh, or might have been one of them. I guess we gave it away. Right? Yes, the Jets were one of them, and we discussed why we think that they were more uh, um, deserving of that position than their uh, you know the, 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 their fellow the New York Giants. So one more thing I want to discuss: staying right in the AFC East. The Patriots. Mm-hmm. That is also a sticky situation. Um, and I think if it was any coach other than Bill Belichick, we would be questioning a little more, taking out a guy that you just spent a first-round pick, 10th overall, uh, just a, a year ago. And now you are benching him, coming back off the injury, playing, what, about a half? Not playing great, but playing about a half of football. And bringing in Zappi. And granted, they won a few games with Zappi. But, you know, again, you drafted this guy in the first round? A year ago, I don't know if this is a benching situation. I don't know if this is teaching him a lesson. I don't know if this is Bill Belichick trying to get cute, but it's interesting, man. It's interesting, Meisty. Yeah, definitely an interesting situation that's going on. I think that the biggest issue that they're causing is that it's not good for anyone's confidence when you're told hit the bench. Um, and if you're trying to have Mac Jones as your future quarterback, maybe he's not. But if Mac Jones wants to be your future quarterback, uh, this isn't a good luck. And if Zappi is your future quarterback, then you should be rolling with him. You got to pick or choose and roll with them. You can flip flop maybe for a few weeks, but you got to pick. I, I really think Bill Belichick is getting ready to retire, and he said, "You know what? I don't want the Patriots to be good when I'm done. I want them to think that it was all me. So I'm gonna uh, mess everything up, left ways and sideways. And uh, when I'm done here, the Patriots will be left in shambles." So you're saying all Bill Belichick is really trying to do is uh, ruin this Patriots uh, franchise, even though he's a, he's a young man. He's a young man still, Bill Belichick. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, Meisty. What? Isn't he like 80 years old? Young is relative. Listen, yeah, everyone has their own definition of young. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> but no, it's an interesting situation. I, 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 Mac Jones is an interesting project in his own right, right? Because right when the Patriots draft him, they're like, is he really going to be good? I mean, he's like sort of this interesting project type quarterback that uh, out of Alabama, you like Alabama prodigies. You always like guys coming out of Alabama. And that's why they always get drafted. There's always Alabama has like seven or eight guys drafted in uh, in the draft, right? So it, it was a project, but you still have, I feel like you have to give it a little more time. Like at what point do NFL teams say, one good one year you weren't good. Let's move on. No, Mac Jones had a solid rookie year. He played pretty well. He he exceeded expectations last year. So he hasn't played well through a few games a season. It it seems a little quick to move on from. Therefore, I don't think Bill Belichick's quite moving on from him yet. I I, I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what it was. But I don't think it's we're benching him. We're moving on. I don't think it's uh, what it was, Mike. Uh, yeah. 
You agree? I agree with you on that one. I, I it'd be so crazy if, if that was the like. Oh, we're moving on. What are you moving on from? Who? Who are you moving on from? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Doesn't make any sense. So we'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of the season. And I think now should we just move on to the pickums? Unless we have something else we're going to talk about. I mean, listen, we've only had like two days, uh, you know, since we uh, since we've uh, we uh, intervened before uh, before. So there's not that many headlines going on. But um, we got a good game of uh, week eight NFL action. How many teams are on a bye this week? I don't know. We got one, two, four to sixteen. Let me look at my my handy dandy spreadsheet over here. Eleven games, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> All right, we got the what? Eight teams on a bye this week. Six teams on a bye this week. Six teams on a bye this week. Oh, this, this is my favorite part of fantasy football. I live for bye weeks and and trying to figure out who to play and you have to trade and hope that you can trade for that guy back through like six other ways and everyone's pulling and tugging here. Everyone's pulling. It's the push, the push for the playoffs, as we talked about. The best is also when you have like a guy that. You sort of like having him on your team, but you don't need him on your team. And then he's a bye week, and then you're gonna you're, you're just gonna release him, right? Because like you don't really want to release anyone else who you who you, who you I mean, feel more comfortable I, with having on your roster. So you're just gonna release that guy that's like he has a bye. That's like the nail in the coffin. You know what I'm saying? I just opened four spots <laughs> on my team after I let <laughs> go of both Kenyon Drake. I let go of both Kenyon Drake and J.K. Dobbins off one of my leagues, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna open up spots. And I, I have an empty spot, but I don't – I ain't going to be for Kenyon and ain't going to be for J.K. <laughs> All I'm saying is those bench spots are very valuable. Very, very valuable. Because that, yeah. that's what wins you leagues. I mean, half my team right now is, is, is not the players I drafted. As we talked about in the beginning of the season. Anyway, fantasy football is a whole different topic in and of itself. Important topic. Granted, we take our fantasy football teams very seriously. I'm still upset over the 1.7 point loss that I suffered this week. Um, but we'll rebound. We'll come back. We'll, uh, you know, the boys will come back strong as always, as we always do. Stay strong. Now let's move on, baby. We got our pickums. We got week eight. Always exciting. You look at a full slate of NFL games, and it starts with the Ravens. Yes, the shirt I'm wearing. That is correct. The Ravens against the Almighty Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Meisty. What do we think? Who is winning this game? I'm going to go with the once and only Baltimore Ravens. Shocker. Wow. Wow. Why is that? Like I thought, I thought you mean you're going with Tampa. I should mark you down for Tampa here. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is I, I've been going really back and forth on this one, and I did want to go Tampa because I feel like the Bucks have to have a, a comeback game at some point, right? They have to have a rebound game at some point in the future. Why, why does it have to be now? Next week. Like, right. So exactly, that's exactly the logic I'm going to go with. It's going to happen <laughs> next week. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Ravens as well. But I was going to go ahead and pick the Bucks. I, I, it just seemed like a good spot. But you know, the truth is, Tom Brady's never had success against the Ravens, right? The Ravens have always had his number. So in the playoffs, there were two times that they beat. They, there were the one time that they beat him. They, they beat him once or twice in the playoffs. Twice they beat him twice. The wild card round in '09, and then they beat him uh, the Super Bowl run. They beat him twice, oh. and they lost him twice. But both those years, it was the Lee Evans drop uh, pass. And then there was the year in 2014, the Ravens had two 14-point leads on the Patriots um, in that playoff run. And, you know, a couple late interceptions, the Patriots ended up winning by three. Point being that they played them tough in the two games they lost, really tough. They beat them in the, in the other two games. The Patriots, uh, the Ravens have always somehow figured out Tom Brady, especially a, a Bucks team that for some reason is not coming together and struggling. So, therefore, I am going to agree with you and go with the Ravens. Are you picking the uh, spread over here, Meisty? No, but I, I do think the one thing that we have to – how come the Ravens can't have nice things? Well, that's another time, another podcast. We'll talk about that another time. 
So what Ravens is it? can't say, everything. The Ravens can never have anything nice. Okay, a thirty-point lead, they're gonna blow it, right? I saw people that came back from the Ravens. I spoke about this the other day. I saw people come back from the Ravens game, and said, "I said to, them, oh, you went to the Ravens game?" And they're like, "Yeah, I went to the game." I'm like, "They won." And they're like, "Yeah." No one was excited. No one cared. It was a brutal win. No one likes to see that type of win when you're up big and you fumble it late and then you have to win on a missed field goal that goes 60 feet left. I mean, can we just get something nice? Can we just become a, dest- a, a dynasty? Like, like, come on, Lamar, do something. Wait, can I stop you there for a second? Because I, I, I think that Ravens fans complain either way. Because at the end of the day, what were we complaining about before this week happened? Oh, well, they have big leads, but they're blowing them. Now, well, they won, but they barely won. So what do you want? Do you want to win or do you want to blow leads? I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Why can't we be up? Why can't we be up by 20 points and keep the 20 point lead instead of making it a a, a, a one point win and almost losing the game? That is unnecessary. Most, that's the most ideal. But you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. Is all I'm saying. If you want them to just finish off games, it doesn't really matter whether they win by one or 20. They finished off the game against the Browns. Granted, there was some help. Granted, it was very, it was a very close call. But at the end of the day, they finished off the game, and we have to be grateful for the victory. Oh, well, I'm grateful. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, let's just let's win, let's win, and not have to like hold my breath to hope that to know, not even to hope, because I said it before it happened, to know that the kicker was gonna miss. I knew he was gonna miss, whether it was the penalty or no penalty, he was missing. Oh, that was clear. But <laughs> it's the Browns, but. You know, but uh, uh, the Ravens just just get get your act together, please. Anyway, let's let's move on let's to one o'clock games. Actually, not one o'clock. London. Nine thirty, nine thirty a.m. London. We got the the Broncos against the Jags, Mosty. Which way you think this one's gonna go? I'm going with the home team Jaguars, baby. <laughs> All day. <laughs> I think the Jaguars have had more London games than anyone in the history of London games. Every year. I think the Jaguars pretty much have played every single year there. Yeah, you know why? You know why? Because they're the only team that doesn't mind giving up their home games. Not like their home field advantage is that great anyway. So you're going with the Jags. I'm also. The Broncos are struggling mightily. And I don't see this turning the corner. In in the beginning of the year, I wanted to give them a little leeway. I'm like, okay, fine. A couple bad games against the Seahawks. And even the Niners game they pulled off on Sunday night wasn't great. And then... You know, you had a couple games that sort of went their way, even though maybe it shouldn't have. Um, but it's been seven games into the season, Meisty, and this offense looks out of sync. It looks awful. And the Jaguars don't look great, too. They can't finish off games. But I'm still going to go with the Jaguars. By the way, that was rough last week, Meisty. One yard line? I mean, that reminded me of, like, the Titans-Rams, nine, you know, 2000 Super Bowl. That was, like, I, I know. flashbacks, baby. That was rough. Okay, so you know what the truth is? I have, I, have, I, have, I have something to say on that, though. Uh-huh. You drop a play. You know you have to get to the end zone. What are we doing? I don't care if there's prep. You, you as the quarterback have to throw it into the end zone. I don't care if you're throwing a jump ball. I don't care if you're – I don't care if a guy is sitting wide open at the 10-yard line. Unless there's no one even, you know, where he can get to the end zone, fine. But if, 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 if the ball is not in the end zone, what are we doing? You gotta throw it to the end zone. It's it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake that they make, but I see it all the time. I, I see it happen all the time. Like throw it into the end zone. <laughs> well, there's no. Two, there's two, I mean, there's there's 
because you look at the ends, and I, I, I only saw them play once or twice, but if you look at the end zone, there's no one really feasible to throw it to. So at that point, your only option is either throw it to the end zone and just hope a miracle happens, or throw it short of the end zone and rely less on a miracle. That's re- that's really what it is. Just hope a guy can make a man miss. Re- all you need is the receiver to make one guy miss, two guys miss. He's already at the three-yard line. He's in the end zone. So that's really all you're relying on. But obviously, the most ideal is to throw it into the end zone. If that option is really, really not there, that's when you rely on that second option of throwing it short, hoping a guy misses, and getting it to the end zone that way. That's all I'm saying. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to the next game. Falcons, Panthers, Panthers. What the heck was that, Meisty? Last week, we're talking about a P.J. Walker that comes in here and is throwing absolute dimes, outplaying Tom Brady, 21-3, commanding victory over the Bucks. Panthers team, that's looked awful. The defenses looked bad. Baker was in there the first few weeks of the season. Did not look great so much to the point, yes, he did get injured. But now they have a quarterback switch to P.J. Walker. Not like the offense looked that much better, but this week, the exception of this pass against the Bucs, it looked great. So on the heels of that, I'm going to pick the Falcons. I still think that this is a team that you want to, uh, you don't want to bet against too often, especially when it comes to spreads. And they still have great pieces there. Like, I'm still liking the prospect of Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Marcus Mariota. It's just a difficult offense to figure out. It's not like the craziest offense to stop. It's an interesting offense, though. It's like a 49ers light Cordell Patterson is literally a Debo Samuel light. And as a whole, I think the offense is like a 49ers light. So I think they're a difficult team to stop. And for a not-such-great-Panthers team, I'm liking them to come back down to earth and lose to the Falcons this week. Rocky, do you know who's number two against the spread this year? Enlighten me. The Carolina Panthers. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, it, it is one versus two for against the spread oh, is that- uh, this week. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's why if I'm I might have to be completely 100% wrong, but if I'm if I'm right, I think I'm right. Um I don't I saw that today, but um I think the pa- I think the Falcons just stuck and and there there is way more issues than just being on the Falcons. Is Cordell Patterson playing this week? No. Um I think they need him to win games. I'm going with the Panthers. You're going with the Panthers. All right. I did not uh, see that coming, but I know you don't like the Falcons very much. Cowboys, Bears. Interesting. Bears all of a sudden look fantastic coming out of the gate last week, Meisty. But are they that good, Meisty? Who wins this game? Cowboys, Bears. I mean, if you're if you if, if you think the Bears are gonna win this game, I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Come on, man. Um, no, I mean we've seen crazier things happen, and the Cowboys can always just do the most cowboy thing and lose, but uh, I I have the Cowboys here. Yeah, I have the Cowboys as well, and I, I don't really think it's because Dak Prescott came back. I just think the Bears stink. Now, you might be like, Rocky, what are you talking about? Didn't they just destroy the Patriots on Monday Night Football? That is correct. And everyone, that, but before, forget it, for, before we get to the Patriots, Justin Fields every once in a while has these games where you're like, well, this man's pretty good, right? I mean, he's got the running no. game, a couple good, got a couple good throws in there. So all of a sudden, he, like, he looks pretty good, but it's rare. It's rare, and you can't rely on it to happen two weeks in a row. It's like this. Here's my Justin Fields take real quick. Justin Fields sucks. Every player in the NFL, every it's quick. Every player in the NFL is good. Period. There's no one that's that's really that bad besides Rashard Perryman. No one's really that bad. Okay. Every these guys these guys are freak athletes. They are they they they've been doing this their whole lives. They're capable of putting up huge numbers. Why you got to throw shade on Rashard Perryman like that? Why him? Because <laughs> he screwed the Ravens. Because he screwed the Ravens. Oh, so I can't say that. He happens to be. He went on after, and he did just just fine after that, yeah. right? He's still in the league today, so he's still in the league. Yeah. So that's just shows to you, right? So even Bashar Perriman figured it out. The guy who was dropping every ball that came his way. Hollywood Brown is having to go 
until he got hurt, was having an okay year this year, right? He wasn't dropping as many balls yeah. as he did in the past. So, so people, these th- these guys are talented. They're they're capable of dro- of going off any given night, especially guys like Justin Fields who are super athletic. So yeah, oh, you had one good game. Okay, so he's the most inconsistent human being. That's like what one out of every seven games he's gonna win you a game. So you you end up with three wins a year. Yeah, I'll give you the clap. I'll give you a little golf clap. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And especially against that stout Cowboys defense that has been carrying this team really for the most part of the season. The fact that they're 5-2 and two right now is a testament to that. You know, with Cooper Rush there. Cooper Rush did a couple nice things. But for the most part, that defense was just absolutely incredible. In, in Dak Prescott's absence, that should continue. And with that being said, Justin Fields will probably struggle against such a great defense. The defense is playing at a really high level right now. I mean, one of the best defenses in football. And therefore, I think that the Cowboys will reign victorious in this game as well. Lions-Dolphins, or Dolphins at Lions. In Detroit, we got the prolific Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Two is back. Two is back against the Lions. Who we, the Lions who we can't seem to figure out, Meisty. So uh, who you got for this one? I have actually. I'm going to take the Dolphins spread here. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know where the Lions are even going to score. They haven't scored in two weeks. What they're now going to actually maybe the Lions inconsistent golf. Two weeks on, two weeks off. Maybe he'll come back this time. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm going to take the Dolphins spread here. Like, but I have to think about it. I like your Dolphins spread. No, I didn't even think about that, but I actually like it. I'm going to take – I forgot about the spreads for a second. So we're doing spreads here where you obviously get three a week, and I just completely blanked out about that one. Yes, but, yeah, I like the Dolphins spread here as well. The Lions seem to get close but don't seem to get over the hump. And, yes, it's a three-and-a-half-point line. A three-and-a-half-point line is very different than three. It was a three-point line. I'm jumping on it. But I still like it. Dolphins have a lot of big plays in them. Um, it was a weird game against the Steelers last week. A very weird game. Like, you can't expect Tua to put four passes right into the hands of DBs like he did last week. That was just weird. So, right. that being said, I'm liking the Dolphins as well here, Meisty. And I'm going to take the spread with you as well. Cardinals at Vikings. I already know who you're going to pick here. Just just tell us. Cardinals and Vikings. The spread is three and a half in favor of the Vikings. You know what, Rocky? Give me the Arizona Cardinals here. <laughs> Give me, give me the Arizona Cardinals. My Minnesota Vikings are going to fall this week. You know why? Because they can lose like six more games, the Vikings, and still win that division. It's so bad. That division might actually be the worst division in football, period. Might not, is that crazy to say? Could I be, is that, that's not crazy to think that, maybe. No, no. You, can, you can't say it's the worst division in football. I mean, t- you still have – the, the Niners just got Christian McCaffrey. Now, granted, we already talked. It's not the – No, wrong. Panthers. The Panthers. I'm oh, talking about oh. – I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Vikings. Oh, the, the, the Vikings. The Vikings division? Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bra- oh, Bears. I don't that, think it's worse this year. No, I, I, right. So, heading into the season, I think we both saw, thought that – we all thought that the NFC East would be the worst division. But all of a sudden, every team there has like a 1,000 wins. So, <laughs> it just doesn't really make any sense. But, yeah, right, as it's looking right now – I think that you're right. Well, your initial thing was correct. The Panthers are in the worst division. I mean, the Saints don't look good. The Panthers don't look good. The Panthers are yeah, good. The, the Bucks were the only good team in that division going into the year, and now they don't look good. So, yeah, but yeah, but we, we can we can argue, and we can argue from today to tomorrow whether or not the Vikings win that division. At the end of the day, time will tell. But they have done a couple of nice things here. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. I don't have an explanation for it. I just feel like. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> no, I need to explain yourself. It's just 
Otherwise, you'll say Kirk Cousins. <laughs> right. No, Kirk Cousins back in. No, but listen, New Hopkins came back. They did add a spark to the offense. We saw them putting up 42 points the uh, uh, last week Thursday night football against the Saints, and he's going to add a spark. You still have the rushing upside with Kyler Murray. Literally, the only reason Kyler Murray has been doing anything for my fantasy team is because of his rushing upside. That is it. And that is why I drafted him. People don't understand. Kyler Murray's not that good. Well, he does run the ball well. You can't argue that. And with that being said, he's a good fantasy player. So therefore, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Cardinals. Now that we've got moved on from my fantasy takes, <laughs> we can go to the Saints. Raiders at Saints. Raiders, one and a half is the spread, Meisty. Who you got? I'm so I'm beyond confused. I'm literally checking to see if I'm the one that's 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 a little cuckoo here. Okay. Um, the Saints suck, right? I mean, they don't. I wouldn't go that far. Like, like what? What? Okay. The Saints are not a good team. Let's just start with that. Um, not a great team. Right. And the Raiders are really good, even though they've <laughs> they've been awful till now. But they they've played probably the hardest schedule. And anyone that that's gone up in the NFL, they've probably been they faced they faced their division in three games, and it's a disaster for what's going on. But I I still like the Raiders. I think the Raiders spread here. I think the Raiders actually steamroll them. I actually agree. I'm I'm getting I whoa that's crazy. We have two similar spreads. No, I literally was going to pick the Raiders, but I have it written down Raiders one and a half. So let me just copy paste. You make my job easy over here. I love it. <laughs> anyway, I I agree. I, I like Raiders one and a half. The Saints are not a bad overall football team, but they like to do a lot of interesting things. Like, what's their plan with Taysom Hill? What, what are they, is he a tight end? Is he a running back? Is he a quarterback? Like, I'm, I'm not really. Cares. Right. I guess who cares? That, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> so, so it's like Andy Dalton touchdown pass to Taysom Hill. It's a fascinating phenomenon over there. It's fun to watch for sure, but at the end of the day, it's a little confusing. So great uh, to watch. It's great to watch him in fantasy. Also, the tight end scoring touchdowns and passing and kick return you had, you had a kick return almost for a touchdown yeah. and do it from the tight end spot so true i completely agree with that so i'm gonna agree with you and go ahead and uh, rely on that uh Devontae adams hopefully will play this week for, for the sake of sake of the raiders for the sake of my fantasy team that's our by the way if we had a ticker on the bottom of the screen how many I times for what i just traded for him in a league Thank did you what'd you go. give up for him i i actually got james robinson and Devontae Adams, and I gave up Manchi Stevenson and who did I give up as the other okay, receiver? Well, well, we talk about it. Maybe, I'm CD, maybe CD. I gave up CD. CD Lim- I gave up CD. Oh, that's and, interesting. And, and Ramondre. It, it, it's very interesting trade. CD okay. and Ramondre for, for, for uh, the, the Raiders receiver. That, that's yeah. an interesting trade. I would say if we were to have a ticker maybe over at the bottom of the screen that, uh, about how many times we mentioned our fantasy teams throughout the podcast yet, we probably, what, five or six? Uh, right, over, five. right, we always get that. You have to always have to get that in there. Like, my, well. I actually, I have a thing where I try not to talk about any other leagues besides the Rocky and Meisty League on the podcast just because that is our league. There is, like, that, but because you have Devontae Adams, but I also have Devontae Adams. Like, no, you know. So I, I'm gonna kind of keep back to that. I I kicked it off this week. I told I didn't. I, I let myself uh, loose, but uh, I'm gonna try to bring that back. But yes, I agree I like with you. that. We, I we like that. Right. I like that. Stay. It's it's like peace to the yeah. Stay true to the to the league that the, in the podcast that we're talking about right now. We got the little logo on the corner over there. So wait, wait. They're here. They're here. No, no, the logo's over here. See, I'm the, I'm I'm the producer for Morty today. So I see what's going on, and uh, my logo's over here. Yeah, there right. it is. Beautiful <laughs> logo over there. Grabbing the logo over there. It's beautiful. Right, beautiful. Where's my logo? 
Shout out to uh, the people that made our logo. So let's move on to uh, Jets, <laughs> Jets Patriots, which is, what's the line over here, Jets Patriots? Interesting. You know who's favorite in the Jets Patriots game? Ah. Yes. Blows my mind, by the way. Blows my the mind. The Patriots, despite their struggles, yeah. despite the Jets on fire, the Patriots are good two and a half point favorites on the road. Vegas is still not liking New York. And I'm going to agree with them. I'm going with the Patriots here. I'm going with the Patriots here. After last week, does Bill Belichick come out and t- put a two duds like that two weeks in a row? I'm not relying on it. So therefore, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I do think the Jets have to come down to earth to some extent. If they're six and two after this week, which they could be, the Patriots are struggling. Ooh, watch out. But I'm going with the, with the Patriots this week, my Steve. I don't – this is – wow. I mean, I just hyped up the Jets, but it's Bill Belichick versus the Jets. You know how that goes. Exactly. You, probably, you already saw their playbook, right? Didn't Bill Belichick right here? <laughs> I already know their playbook. So I'm going to have to take the Jets here. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, at home, crowd's loud. Belichick – the Patriots are just not a great team. They're so good. They're so, so well coached, though. And they have, I don't know. Uh, Give me the Jets. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, give me the Jets. Let's move on. Fair enough. Let's go. (laughs) Give me the Jets. Let's move on. That about says the whole story, right? Okay. (laughs) Because, like, it's the Jets. Like, we move on. What, 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 what's happening with the Jets? What is this? They're hot. They're five and two. It's hot. They're hot. They're hot. They're five and two. They started the season, you know, Owen, they they lost first games. So so since game one, they're four and one. And, you know, they had a lucky week win, two, week two win. But regardless, it's it's Bill Belichick. It's first – you could go either way when it comes to Bill Belichick versus division. If the Patriots beat the Bills, I wouldn't be shocked. It's just Bill Belichick. Battle of Ohio. We got the Eagles, the Steelers. These two teams don't get to see each other very much, although they do Bill play Ohio. in the same state. Just saying, underrated. So, Eagles, Steelers. You just called it the Battle of Ohio, Battle of Pennsylvania. Battle of Pennsylvania. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What am I saying? Right. That, no, there is. Oh, you know why I said that? Because there is a battle of Ohio this week. The Bengals correct. are playing the Browns. Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. You'll, you'll excuse me. I didn't take geography in school. No, I did actually. And I used to be good at geography. But of course, as we get older, a couple white hairs start to grow. We forget our information. What white hairs, Rocky? You're not that old. What are you talking about? What? That's Morty, the highway between Philly and Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania the Turnpike. 76 Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about it. I know all about it. I've been to Penn- Pittsburgh. I've been to Philly, and I still didn't know what states they're playing in. <laughs> Eagles and Steelers. Eagles and Steelers. The Battle of the 76ers. The Battle of the 76ers. There's a 76 highway in Philly, I think. It's like the Beltway over there. Don't quote uh, me on that. I don't trust my geography anymore. But I do know it's the Pennsylvania Turnpike that divides uh, Philly, and it's an, also another way to get from Philly to New York, actually. But anyway, Eagles, Steelers. Uh, we got the Eagles coming in as the hottest team in football right now, my see. Six and zero. The Steelers are two and five. So I think I know where you're going to go with this one. But uh, I think I know where almost everyone in the football world this week is going to go with this one. But please confirm. I'm going to pick the Steelers. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. No, I'm, I'm being real though when I say this. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers might be the hardest hitting team in the league. And uh, they might they might actually like be able to hit their way through a win here. It would be the most craziest of wins, a double digit, you know, bread. I'm gonna take the Eagles obviously to be safe here, but uh, but I would not be shocked if Pittsburgh pulled off some incredible, incredible win. Yeah, I, I, I 
it happens to be I was talking to my my cousin's a Steelers fan. He's from Pittsburgh, and I was talking to him, and he's like, "We're gonna get killed." He's next biased. Week. No, he said we're gonna get killed. No, on the contrary, oh. all Steelers fans are being pessimistic now. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get killed next week. Just look at six and zero, oh, two and five. And I was like, I like this game might be a little closer than you think. You know, the Steelers Eagles again, battle of Pennsylvania. Thank you very much. It's a battle of the same states. At the end of the day, there's like a. In interesting rivalry with two teams that don't play very often, but also like the hard fought, like the, in those type of franchises, right? They have like the, uh, the chip on their shoulder franchises. You know what I'm saying? The what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever, chip on their shoulder franchise. Let's just call it that. The point being, yes, the Eagles. I do think are going to win this game, but it's a ten and a half point line. I'm not going to pick the Steelers to cover. I could see them covering, especially you're probably expecting the Eagles to come back down to earth. Rusty from the bye week. I don't know, but at the end of the day, I do think the Eagles might come back down to earth a little bit here. I, I can't see them playing at this high of a level uh, throughout the rest of the season. I mean, you know, they're, 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 I think I think they're a great team. I, okay. Before the season, I said they're gonna they're gonna win the division, uh, which is looking pretty good right now. But at the end of the day, the Steelers are just not looking right. great right now. The only the, the only thing really that that I love about the Eagles this week is the fact that the Phillies went to the World Series, and that city is pumping right now. That sports town is pumping, so the fans are going to be ready to come into the undefeated you know stadium and get and it's going to be so loud they're going to be it's going to be it's it's going to be an incredible atmosphere and the Steelers fans they 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 travel pretty well especially when it's just a, a highway away did you they'll, see they'll the Thursday did you see the the, the the Sunday night game against the Dolphins well that's Miami we we yeah but you know the the truth about no the truth is this is a, a typical Miami if any watch any Miami home game Okay, there are so many of the weight fans, and the reason is because why? Why wouldn't you say, "Oh, let's go to Miami for vacation"? Wow. While we're at it, let's go watch our favorite team play football in beautiful weather. So it happens, and it sucks, but it happens to them. Yeah, but most Steelers games, most Steelers away games, feature a lot thousands of Steelers yeah. fans. You have I've terrible Steelers here. I've seen it. It's they're packed. That them, the Bills, the Eagles. These, the Chiefs, these teams, these guys, they they pack house. Absolutely, they make they're, it loud. They're, they're probably the best tra best traveling team, traveling fans in the league. But uh, yeah, no, that Bills, 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 but right, they're close. close. It's a close one. It's a close one. <laughs> Titans at Texans. Here we go. We got another division battle. <laughs> this is like I'm not intrigued. I'm not intrigued. Week of football. What? <laughs> I feel like the most boring week of football. Well, who you got this? <laughs> But it's football! Exactly! Football! <laughs> Who do you got, Titans, Texans? Um, I'm going to just take the plain old Titans, and, and I'm just going to watch this game to be excited for that one time that they get stopped at the one-yard line. They hand it to Derrick Henry, and he <laughs> runs for 99 yards. I'll be there to watch it. <laughs> I love that. That is the Titans in a nutshell, right? You're not really sure where the offense is coming from. You're not sure where the wins are coming from. They're 4-2 and two side. We know where no, we know where their offense is coming from. We just don't know where wins are coming from. Right, right, yeah, that's right. The, the, the running game. Okay, sure, sure. I, <laughs> I, I can accept that. Ryan Tannehill does just doesn't want to throw. Right, he like refuses to throw. Like, let's just hand the ball off. It, 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 maybe he's nervous. Maybe that's what he's being. Told Might be the, the best coach. coaching decision. <laughs> right, right. I think you could call Vrabel the, the geniuses upon geniuses. Didn't he win coach of the year last year? I think he did. Think yeah, he, he, did, he did. He year. did. He did. Point being that yes, he deserves it because he's a good coach, and somehow the Titans are always good. So with that being said, I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Commanders at Colts. Are we seeing an upset here? Are we are, are we going to go with the Commanders? Matt Ryan getting benched all of a sudden. You get a sixth round rookie in there. I forgot his name again, even though we mentioned it in the beginning uh, at the top of the I podcast. Swear. What is his name again? I don't know. Sam. I, <laughs> his name I, is Sam. Ellen, I, Ellinger. Ellinger. I Ellinger. 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 Sam. We're just going to call him Sam. All right. Let's call him Sam. So Sam's in there for uh, 
for the Colts under center. Who you got, Meisty? <laughs> I'm riding with the Commanders, baby. Give it to me. Those Colts think. They stay. And you think some six-round pick? What, because you think it worked with the Patriots and Brady? It's going to work with you? <laughs> Come on, man. It ain't going to work. This is a six-round draft pick. There's a reason everyone else for five and a half rounds let him go. Whatever round. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm, not, I'm not buying it. And I think, actually, he gets benched at some point and Nick Foles comes in. Um, I think that's how bad of a game it's going to go. If Jonathan Taylor plays, maybe he gets going and they can run it. But their offensive line is so atrocious. It's, it's brutal. I mean, their injuries, is, is pat, it's piled up for them. It, it looks like they're almost like the Ravens last year. So, to me, I'm going with the Commanders. They're, 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 they're exciting. They're, 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 they're excited to play. They have Taylor Heineke now back under center. I mean, this is, this is exactly where the Commanders want to be. I can't believe I'm calling them the commanders. Anyway. We, have to, we have to tick the box of mentioning fantasy team again because Terry McLaurin, I mean, the guy's so unpredictable. Like, you know, he went weeks without doing much. And then all of a sudden last week he gets a lot big touchdown, a couple big receptions outside of that. I think Taylor Heineke likes Terry McLaurin more than Carson Wentz does. I'm convinced of that. So if Taylor Heineke is under center, I probably should start Terry McLaurin this week. We'll I have a better take for you. I'll give you a better reasoning for that. Okay, let's hear. I'm, I'm all for Carson it. Because, Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz just can't complete the pass to – to Terry McLaurin. But it's, not That's like, it's not like their offensive um, production is that much different with Heineke than it is with Carson Wentz. It's just not, not to McLaurin. They're, a couple weeks ago, um, they played against the Titans. They These big plays to what's his name? Demian Dim, Brown. I forgot what his name is. There's a rookie on the rookie receiver on the, on, on the commanders. And he had like two huge plays down the field. I'm like, why couldn't that be Terry McLaurin? Two big touchdowns. Easily could have gone to Terry McLaurin. No reason whatsoever not to. And for some reason, it went to him. But of course, they're going to go with the open receiver. So fine. I'm going to go with the commanders as well, just because it's too much of a question mark um, over there under center for the. I can't believe you saw that right you now. I, I get alerts on my. I get alerts on my. Right. You get. A, I get alerts on my computer. It pops up. I see the, the, the your text. I just popped up on my thing. Okay. Anyway, that's too funny. Uh, that's way too funny. All right, let's move on. Forty nine. The whole crowd right now is like, what? What are they laughing about? The the, the answer is that me and Meisty just know we, we can read each other's minds. So I know exactly oh, what he was thinking at that time, and I knew it was a funny joke or something. So. I started laughing at your answer. Okay, let's move on to the Niners at Rams. Let me see, let me go first here, and I'm going to say that the Rams are going to cover plus one and a half. Ooh, Christian McCaffrey's coming in. Niners are going to do great. Yes, the Niners are a good team. And again, Kyle Shanahan does a lot of creative things with that offense. And I hope Brandon <laughs> You mentioned my fantasy team again. I hope Brandon Ayuk breaks out this week because it's always someone else. Who is it? Is it going to be Kittle this week? Is it going to be Ayuk? Is it going to be Debo? Now we have Christian McCaffrey added to the equation. Who's it going to be this week? I don't know. But I think that the Rams sort of need to rebound a little. Slow start to the season. The offensive line has looked really, really bad. Um, so they need a rebound. They're the Super Bowl defending champs. A little pride here, right? A little pride here. Still a great passing game. A uh, tough one to stop. Although the Niners even been playing pretty well. Uh, it's a division battle, so these are always going to be close, hard-fought games. But being that it's a one-and-a-half point, the Rams are, are underdogs against the team that I think they're probably a little better than. I'm going to go with the Rams. And the line. Yeah, the line. I, have to, I have to agree with you on this one. For a while, I did take – I thought about the 49ers were going to win. But I, I think that, once again, you have to put division into this. Sean McVay, it's a division game. The 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 the, the, the It's more tense. Everything's, you know, um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I, I just think that the intensity is not where the 49ers are, are not on the 49ers side. I think the Rams are capable of running away with this. I think that the Aaron Donald's going to get like 
literally three or four sacks this game. It's going to be one of those disasters. Help me out with the next one over here. We got the Giants at Seahawks. I'm back and forth on this one because it's both teams I'm very confused about. Like the Giants, we don't really know why they're good. The Seahawks, we know why they're good because the backup, the guy who's been a backup for a million years all of a sudden came out and he's a top five quarterback in football. But that really confuses me. So uh, I'm going to let you go first here. Seahawks, Giants. Right? <laughs> right? I'm going to have to take the home team Seahawks here. I think that it just comes down to not making mistakes. And I think that when it comes down to Daniel Jones versus Geno Smith, Daniel Jones makes that mistake before Geno Smith makes that mistake. The defense on the on the Seattle side will get going. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to make enough stops with the with with the help of the crowd. I think it's going to be a loud game, as every Seahawks game is. Uh, I am ready for the Giants to lose games. Let's go. I think we're all ready for the Giants to finally lose a stupid game. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. And not to copy or anything, but if you look at this, Vegas sort of agrees with me because. The uh, Seahawks are three-point favorites at home, which means in a neutral field, it would be zero. So at the end of the day, this is an extremely closely competitive game. Again, two teams we don't really understand. I'm going to go with the Seahawks too. Geno Smith's playing really well. Um, it, it, maybe it's, you know, as uh, our, our guest star said last last pocket, Pete Carroll's system. It's possible. Still have great weapons. Metcalf. Should, is Metcalf playing this week? Do we know about that? Metcalf playing? Oh, yeah, we all, I think it's a game time decision. Most okay. likely, I think he's out. I don't know, though. As but long, he'll be back. He'll be back. As long as Tyler Lockett plays, because, you know, you know why. <laughs> so, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, again, still great receivers. And uh, I'm going to Seahawks as well. Sunday night football. Dun, dun, da, da, dun, dun. Good game, on paper at least. Packers at Bills. And by the way, the Packers are 11 and a half point underdogs, Meisty. What world are we living in? Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, and the Packers are 11 and a half point. Now, granted, we're talking about the team that everyone agrees is the best team in football. But 11 and a half point underdogs, Meisty. You buying that? You buying this? <laughs> I just might be, man. I might. You're talking about Josh Allen, prime time. Oh, I mean, what, what, what isn't lined up here for the Bills coming off? Do they just have a bye? Oh my gosh, a well-rested Bills team in prime time? Oh, I don't know what could go wrong for the Packers. I mean, you're talking about a team. I mean, they're not going to lose four straight, will they? I guess they will. I mean, this is one of those games that uh, that I think are just an ugly Sunday night football game, and I think the Bills do. I think the Bills. You know what? I was going to take the Bengals spread. Let's ride. Bills spread, baby. Give it to me. It's 11 and a half, mind you. 11 and a half. You're, you're for it. Fine, baby. They're going to win by 37. <laughs> They're going to win by 37. <laughs> Way too much confidence. I will say, I do think the Bills are going to win. Be 37 nothing. How are the Packers going to score? Who? Who's going to score for the Packers? Aaron Jones is going to run? Who? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Rocky, Aaron, no, yeah. Aaron Jones is gonna is gonna receive for a touchdown. He's like their best receiver. Ah, Aaron Rodgers is gonna scramble for one. Ah. Right. Right. Ah, right. Yeah. Ah. It's the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. You just don't know where the off where the production is gonna come from. But at the end of the day, losing this game, the Packers are gonna be a tough spot. The Vikings are playing against a, a Cardinals team that's up and down this season. They take that at six and one. The Packers lose their three games behind first place, losing to the Vikings already. So. That's going to put them in a tough spot. It's a big game for the Packers, and they're not exactly playing against a team that you want to when you need a win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is not the team you want to play against. It's just too good. I said at the beginning of the year, am I ever going to pick against the Bills? So far, I have not, 
and I'm going to continue that trend. I'm not picking against the Bills either. Monday Night Football, Bengals at Browns, the Battle of Ohio. By the way, I want to know when's the last time we've had a Battle of Ohio and Battle of Pennsylvania in the same week? That's what I want to know. So we should have, if, if Morty was I here. Was probably the last time it happened was also the same week that we had the Battle of LA. No, I'm just, I don't know. Uh, and the point. Battle of New York. I think that's what we need. Ravens, Ravens, Commanders, Giants, Jets, right. Bengals, Browns, Pittsburgh, Philly, Rams, Chargers, or 49ers. Make it a three-way game. I mean, come on. Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. That would be so cool. Could you imagine if that happens all in one week? Then you would be like, well, the NFL schedule is obviously just randomized, right? (laughs) Wink, wink. Anyway, (laughs) Bengals at Browns. Again, Battle of Ohio. So I already know you're going to pick the Bengals because you said you were thinking about picking their spread. So uh, just confirm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're we're taking Cincinnati. The reason also I don't think that – now, the Cleveland had some some – nice comebacks over the over the last couple uh over weeks that they've lost but the browns in general keep it close they just, they're just like the lions they just keep it close just don't get the win um they, i think they've covered their spread quite often this this year um so that's why i'm not going to go against the spread but to, to see think that the Bengals are going to lose this game yeah right i agree i i'm going to go with actually i don't know because the browns keep a lot of games close right correct but like you said, but they pulled a few of them off. It's not like we're, we're, we're sitting here in a season where they were they're 0 7. They won two of those close games, you know? Four of the games that they lost, with the exception of the, Pat, the Patriots game, they like blew them. I mean, the Jets game, that was the, the biggest blown lead of all time. The Chargers game, what happened with that, that, that Brent Staley went for it on fourth, fourth and one on his own territory, and then they got the ball back, and then they missed the 54, 55 yard, or whatever. It was, it was a long kick, but they missed the field goal, and then. It was the, the Patriots game they got, and then the Ravens game last week. And the Patriots game is the only game they got blown out. They lost to the Falcons by three. And this is a team that really it plays competitive football. Do I want to go with the upset, Meisty? Do I want to go with the upset? You know what? Let me be bold and go with the upset. Again, the Browns lose this game. They're going to be two and six. Even though Deshaun Watson's return is on the horizon, three more weeks following this week. Week 12 is when he will return, I believe. So therefore, I, I think that the Browns are like – going to sort of put themselves in a position where they're they're under 500, but here's a Sean Watson coming in. They still have uh, six games left to the season. Maybe they can make some, maybe maybe they can make a, a late playoff push. So in order for them to stay in the in the hunt, two and six is not a great look. So I'm just going to pick the upset and go with the Browns just to be a little bold. That's really what this is all about. All right. You have a, you ready for the, uh, for the, the pick of the week? Oh. It's bold. It's bold. I right know. Yes. After all this, okay, here so we let's, are. Let's do it. Now, First time in five weeks. Let's get stoked for Meisty's money line. Yeah. So before we get started, obviously, uh, you each uh, are responsible for your own gambling. Uh, do not come to me for a refund if this does not hit. And if you have problems, call one eight hundred Gamblers because I can't help you either with that. Housekeeping. Uh, and with that, we're gonna pick Meisty's one team that's gonna absolutely cover their spread this week. And I am going with the Miami Dolphins. Let's ride. Let's let them destroy the Lions. There's no reason why the Lions score here. There's no reason why the Lions move the ball here. If Amin Ra is out, they have this many, this much chance. If Amin Ra is in, they might have this much chance of getting the covering the spread. There's not a lot of options for the, for the Lions. Miami's trying to win games. As, as we said earlier, 
with the Miami and the Jets situation. Miami needs to win games. Yes, the Jets will probably fall apart at some point, probably like they always do. But if they don't, Miami needs to get wins. Miami will need to like the the, the Jets and Miami. It could come down to 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 to, to game week seven, six, six, 16, 17, 18 for those teams. Um, so I am picking the Miami Dolphins as my Misty's money line. Love it, love it. I uh, I like that pick a lot. I'm going to go with the Rams. Plus one and a half against the Niners. I guess I'm just biased against the Niners because they got Christian McCaffrey and I didn't like the trade. But at the end of the day, like we mentioned, does this trade make the Niners better? Yes, it makes them a better football team. Much but, better. Yeah, right. No, it does. But at what cost? To give up four first-round picks. And now to invest $12 million, he's due $12 million per year over the next three years. To invest that much into a guy that's not going to make that big of an impact on our team, a little. It's going to make you a little better. But it's not going to make you incredibly better. It's not going to put you in the playoffs all of a sudden. And you have a Rams team that are hungry for a couple wins here that really need a rebound. There are Super Bowl hangovers. There are certainly a lot of teams. Teams always struggle, right, to make the playoffs the year after they win the Super Bowl. It's an interesting phenomena. But at the end of the day... I'm liking them to take this victory. Maybe Sean McVay figured out Kyle Shanahan finally because he struggled all those years. Maybe. I'm just suggesting. But I am going to say Rams plus one and a half. You're giving them points. The better team, you're giving them points even though it's on the road. I am liking the Rams to take take it. I have a question for you, Rocky. Go ahead. Maybe we can talk about this in different podcasts. But what do the 49ers do next season when Elijah Mitchell's back? What what we're going to see? Is he out for the season? is he not? I haven't been fed. He's, he's sitting in my IR. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting I'm, with bated breath. I'm oh, waiting. I thought he was just out for the season. I don't know. I thought he was out for the season. Maybe he's not. I, I, I have no clue. I have not been following up. I just, I just came to my head. Like, even okay, even if he comes back this season, now what? We're going to have a split. Back. You're really going to go out there and split back them? Are we really going to go do that? We're going to split back McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell? That's worse than Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I thought one of those would get. I thought Cream Hunt's going to get traded, and he still should get traded. But it's to Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell splitting carries and splitting plays, and I don't know. I that's and give up four picks to do that. I think they should be training Elijah Mitchell, if you ask me. No, I agree with you. Not only that, Jeff Wilson is the leading running back in that in that class this this year. He's been the leading running back. Jeff Wilson and Mitchell and get all their picks back. <laughs> exactly. Then you just return. So Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> that would be an interesting exchange. But nobody's giving up that much because they're smarter than the Niners no. are being in this situation. And I completely well, agree with there's that. always the Browns. There's always the Browns. <laughs> okay, no, but the Browns have <laughs> Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. So. As I said, I, as I said, there's always the Browns. <laughs> Okay. No, but I'm on board with you here, Micey. I think it's a loaded backfield. And like I said, Debo Samuel is plenty featured in the backfield over there, right? Just through six, seven games this year, he has 24 carries over there. So, yes, it, it doesn't really make any sense to me. As I mentioned when we when we discussed the CMC trade a couple days ago, get, they, they have spent three draft picks on running backs over the last two years. Most teams don't even draft running backs now, nowadays. Most teams pick up running backs undrafted, maybe draft them in the sixth or seventh round. Not two straight years. They t- used the third-round pick on a running back, Meisty. Two straight years. And their leading running back is the guy they signed as an undrafted free agent in 2018 in Jeff Wilson. So, yes, Eli Mitchell's going to come back. He was the guy that was supposed to take over the backfield over there. Trey Sermon did not work out. It's always another guy there. The Niners are fine without them. They're making deep playoff runs. At the end of the day, it's a curious, head-scratching trade. 
Yes, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm scratching my head because I'm not really sure what the Niners are doing over here. So I agree. But I think we discussed that enough. And I, it's, it's it's curious. It's it's, it's it's quite curious. I'm curious to see how it's going to pan out. Like if McCaffrey all of a sudden, you know, he's rushing for like 100 yards every game. Everyone's going to be like, oh, look, bro, what are you talking about? It was worth the four picks. Not, I mean, is it really? Like in a Kyle Shanahan system, can you really prove anything from that? Running backs are successful in a Kyle Shanahan system. They have a successful running game. Like it's, it's not necessarily going to prove anything to us, the fact that they're getting that, that amount of production. So I completely agree. Let's wrap it up, Meisty. Uh, week 8 is coming up tomorrow night. I hope you're getting your beers ready because tomorrow night is uh, the Ravens game, right? I mean, you, you don't... You I know, it's so unfortunate. It happens to be for me. I'm so, it's so unfortunate. I'm driving tomorrow morning to Virginia and hopefully I leave before the, like at 3 o'clock so I can get back by 8. But if I leave at 4 o'clock... How long I'll drive be driving like this. I will be driving like this. <laughs> that is very safe. How long of a drive is it? Five hours. Five hours? Goodness, you're going to miss the first yeah. half. You're gonna miss... No, okay. no, no. Stop it. The game doesn't start at 6. It starts at 9. 8.20. 8.20, 8.15, 8.20. 8.15. 8.15, right? Fine, so you leave at 3. Yeah. You get there eight. Oh, that's true, possibly. Okay, either way, I'll give you a play-by-play. We can go on Discord and we can... Uh, do a little play-by-play like we did last week. That was that was quite fun. Yeah, but it's different when it's a Ravens game. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just different. Anyway, get ready. Week eight. Uh, even if your team is not playing, sit back and watch Red Zone. I mean, there's nothing better than watching Scott Hansen do his thing and uh, somehow get through seven hours without going to the bathroom on Sunday afternoon. That it, it makes no sense to me. I really don't understand how he does that. It's it's, it's, it's unbelievable, unhuman. Like he's a good man. He's committed to his job. Obviously. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Remember to subscribe on Spotify, YouTube. And wherever you listen to podcasts and have a wonderful weekend.